0: Hi everybody, welcome to Trek Trek. I'm your host Justin Chang and we're going to be doing a special episode, a special mini-series in which we watch 10 of the best original series episodes. Uh, With me on this journey is Cody Martin. Hey, everybody. And uh, a big fan of the original
1: series, uh, Phil Theobald. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Star Trek G1. Trek, not monkey. (laughs) Trek, not monkey.
2: Let's pull the go, guys. Where many fans now have gone before.
0: I just made a toy joke. Yeah, so few people are gonna get that one.
1: <laughs> uh, how's it going, nerds? Mm, pretty good. Trekkies, trekkers, trekkies. I'm offended. What? So I, I'm not actually I, offended. I I am a fan of the original Star Trek series, mm-hmm. uh, quite a bit. Uh, have you guys seen it before? I have seen it. I haven't seen
0: it for a while. I saw them. Um, they were, you know, when I was growing up, they would play reruns all the time. So I just okay. watch it whenever it was on. Okay. Uh, this miniseries is mainly for Cody's benefit because he hasn't seen any original series.
2: Wow. Yeah, I was just about to say, I'm not going to lie, but uh, yep. Yeah, haven't seen any original series whatsoever. Uh, just finished watching all of The Next Generation, though. Huh. Um in January, I finally finished watching all seven seasons. Wow! So uh, yeah, now can't, can't really call myself a Trekkie until I've seen the original, though, right? Well, well,
1: have you seen any of the uh, the movies with the original crew?
2: Actually, no, I haven't seen either.
1: Any of those? Seriously, either. you haven't seen like Star Trek, like Wrath of Khan or Voyage Home or anything like that? Nope, nothing like Dang. that. All,
2: so you... the only Star Trek movie I've seen is uh, First
1: Contact. Okay, okay. So Jeez. yeah. So, like, you are, like, even the characters, I mean, you're certainly familiar with Captain Kirk.
2: Right, of course. I'm and familiar Spock. with all the base characters, you know, Captain okay. Kirk, Spock, Scotty. Right.
0: Yeah. Know. Well, McCoy. I mean, you've seen the right. uh, modern remake
2: movies. Right, right. No, I've okay. seen the modern yeah. remake movie, no, know, okay. of course. Okay. But, yeah, so. Yes. Yeah.
1: That doesn't really count, but. <laughs> hey, they're Star Trek movies. They are. It's true. It's true, they're but... they're in that uh they're in the uh, the the first universe they're in the uh, TOS uh, universe to an extent yeah mm-hmm. TOS timeline exactly yep so but uh, yeah okay that's cool to know but we... uh, yeah yeah definitely excited to be uh,
2: boldly going into uh you know a show that. May not be the easiest to watch anymore. Oh my
1: goodness! <laughs> you know, at least uh, this for is already newcomers, off to, off to a bad start. <laughs> the pacing uh, of these episodes is a bit slower. Right. It's it's slower. Right. They had more time to fill back in the sixties. There were less commercials. Mm-hmm. You know, episode well, of this is simpler time. Exactly. If you will. Uh, some might say there's more time to develop atmosphere. Sure. You yeah. know, or uh, create tension or suspense. I know. I'll agree with that. Some might say that. Some might say that. Some might say that. Oh but, boy, uh, no one here, but the someone. Question is, some, do oh you. boy. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to like this, am I? It's going to be ten episodes of Phil shaking his uh, head. Bill's childhood. Actually, you know what? Um, you would not be doing anything to my childhood. I am a uh, relative newcomer to uh, the original series. Um you know, I did not watch it growing up. You know, I, I grew up in the 80s. So, you know, certainly the show was on, uh, but I, I just never got into it. I think probably because of the, you know, the even in the 80s, the special effects were pretty dated. So I didn't really, really, you know, feel the show back then. But, uh, you know, like many people, I watched Next Gen and and, uh, enjoyed it quite a bit. And I saw some of the movies, you know, and I, I really dug, uh, those. I think the first one I saw was actually Star Trek four, which is a kind of a nice jumping in point for new people just cause it's a it it pretty grounded in earth, uh, storyline and it's, you know, funny and everything like that. So. Although, it, but, it was a confusing movie for me because I was
0: like, where's the Enterprise?
1: Yeah, that's true. And <laughs> that is true. It does uh, pick up after three and there is no Enterprise. So, that's weird. Yeah. but uh, So what you're saying, Phil, is that you're a big, fat phony. I am. No, what I'm saying is that a few years ago, uh, when uh, we saw uh, the original Star Trek series go up on Netflix... I was talking with my wife, who's a big fan of Star Trek, and we both realized that neither of us had ever really seen the original series aside from the movies. So we decided to uh, have a marathon, and we sat down, and we, you know, took a couple weeks, obviously, because it's three seasons long. But we uh, we watched all of the original series, and we were both pleasantly surprised at how much we enjoyed it. So Nice. And now you see the um when you watched them, uh, Cody, when you watched the uh, this first episode, where uh, where did you watch it? Did you watch it on I Netflix it. or?
2: I did. I watched it on Netflix. Yeah.
1: Okay. Because the thing about the uh, Netflix versions is, uh, they they've gone back actually and remastered the old episodes, and by remastered I mean replace a lot of the uh actually i think pretty much all of the exterior special effects mm-hmm. really so any yeah any in a, any exterior shots of the enterprise flying by or any uh strange alien ships or devices that they may encounter that's all original uh cg that's not the uh wow I shouldn't okay. say original CG. It's all new CG. It's <laughs> right. not the original models you're looking at. Right. Um, they. Did, I don't know exactly when they did that. Uh it was that, in that was 2006.
0: TV- uh, it started airing okay. on TV in remastered form.
1: Okay. And um, I have the Blu-rays. I ended up enjoying the the series so much. I I picked up the Blu-rays, and the Blu-rays actually have both versions. Uh, you know the the original. Uh, broadcast and then the remastered ones and you can switch back and forth between the two of them uh pretty much at will and oh, it's nice. uh it's it's crazy how low budget and dated the original special effects are. <laughs> i mean it, the right. the uh the old shots of the model flying by is it's it's very very primitive looking and yeah, Netflix has the remastered ones. Right. Uh up there right now. So like any interior shots of the Enterprise. You know, the bridge or the rooms or anything like that, those are all the original sets. Right. Yeah, they didn't but add any do
0: backs know. in the background or anything. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. I I right. think they did uh CG up some of the uh planet uh landscapes. Yeah, not so much like the areas where the actors are walking, but like, you know, you'll see the buildings in the background will be a little more impressive or realistic looking. You see Kirk but, stepping so. on Java's tail. It's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so well, nice. if you, if you're like, Oh, it's a little, little tough to watch now. Just be glad you're not watching the, uh <laughs> the original broadcast yeah. version. Yeah, absolutely. Cause you'd be rolling your eyes real quick. <laughs> well, Phil, I
2: was joking. You're not a phony. So,
1: ah, you're sweet.
0: <laughs> uh, let's get into the episode. Uh, okay. uh we're going to be talking about uh the Corbomite maneuver. Season 1? Yes, from
2: season episode... 1. Season episode Season 1 11, episode I believe? 10 according to IMDb. Yeah, it's episode 10. I think because okay. the first one was a
1: was the first one a two part or no, no. No, they don't count the original pilot That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. So. Okay.
0: Uh, Original air date, November 10th, 1966.
1: Nice. Nobody cared.
2: What? What?
1: What? A lot of people cared. What are you talking about? I thought thought the original
2: Star Trek, like, got way more popular when it was in, like, rerun mode
1: than when it was originally aired. Yeah, it's I mean it lasted 3 seasons. Well, It's not yeah. like it, it tanked. Well, yeah, it didn't tank. I don't have a I don't have a a, a ratings
0: uh what? You're not part of the
1: Nielsen group? Yeah, you... where's the rating cards, bro? <laughs> I used to be uh, a Nielsen family, but uh, not anymore. They Really? Uh, no uh, they way. Just, yeah, they discovered that I was uh, uh fixing the uh the, the data by constantly having my TV tuned to the Playboy channel. <laughs> I was trying to get them to, I was trying to get them to broadcast more pornography mm. on, well, on network television, but it did not work. Nobody can blame you. No. Hey, you know what, uh, Cody? If you go to uh, memoryalpha dot yeah, uh, there's Star a Trek hyphen wiki. in there. That's the that's the Star Trek wiki. Uh, they have some. Pictures comparing the uh, the original shots and the remastered shots. I thought this, so this was going to go somewhere
2: uh, with Playboy. No. Memory Alpha <laughs> no, Star no, Trek no. Playboy?
1: No. No. That this, been is more... just, this is for your own benefit. You can see uh, how the original shots looked.
2: Yeah, I think I'll do how, that.
1: How, how deliciously uh, primitive they look. I'm excited
2: to so. I'm excited to do that actually. I think I will.
1: We'll do it. Do it, man. I will. I ain't stopping you. Okay. So, what do we have, Justin?
0: Episode begins on the bridge. Spock is overseeing an operation to chart a new region of space. A man named Mr. Bailey isn't too thrilled with this job. Uh, oh, so, Bailey. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. Uh, Suddenly, Sulu says an unknown object is approaching at light speed. Uh, As Sulu uses evasive maneuvers, the object also changes course. The object passes through the Enterprise's deflectors. Uh, Right before it hits, it slows down. They see the object on screen. It's a glowing multicolored cube.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And this all happens music. in like the span of what, like twenty minutes? Like, basically, <laughs> that that thirty-second oh, sentence right there, yeah, that pretty thirty-second oh. paragraph
1: of description. Mm-hmm. Man, uh, oh man, that all happens. That all happens before the title sequence.
0: Yeah, yeah the, <laughs> we're not even there yet. The right. uh, yeah. Enterprise tries to fly around it, uh, but the cube yep. keeps blocking them. They go to condition yep. alert, and Sulu calls
1: Kirk to the bridge. Now we're at the opening credits. All right, all right, all right. Yes, but hey, let's not let's let's not uh, skip over what Kirk was doing when he wasn't on the bridge. Ah, yeah. medical. Oh wait, No, okay. Oh, we're not. Uh, oh, okay. I thought we were there. I wrote an entire
2: summary. All right. Okay. Justin okay. did a book okay. report, guys. We need to. This way, this show
1: works. Well, yeah, I know. Yeah, just, yeah, sort of. Okay, yeah. go ahead. I I just wanted to get to shirtless Kirk. Yes, I, yeah, I, I I was like, we were excited Kirk for shirtless Kirk.
2: Kirk. Come on, Justin.
0: Okay, when go the ahead. episode comes back uh, via Captain's log, Star Date One Five One Two Point Two, we learned that Kirk is in sickbay for his quarterly physical. A shirtless Ooh. Kirk is on some
1: sort of sideways <laughs> Stairmaster device, working up a sweat. Yes, yes, I, I love the uh, the sideways Stairmaster. Uh, <laughs> comes into play. I mean, it doesn't. It's not like a plot point or anything, but you see the sideways Stairmaster return in a few other uh, TOS episodes, <laughs> and it's always hilarious yeah. because it's like, what, 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 what am I looking at here? What is, what is this? Telling bones. About Kirk, that he's good at at walking up a wall.
2: I guess. Yeah, I mean, like this part also was just like, I mean, this whole routine sort of plays out, and it's like, what does this really add to the episode? I mean, it's Kirk with a lot, shirt on. But, what what I do mean, you need? I mean, well, okay, yeah. true, true, but I just, it's just like, especially somebody who coming, you know, recently off TNG, you know, it's just like a lot. I don't know. It's a lot slower. Um, you went at some shirtless oh, Picard on a sideways Stairmaster. Well, I mean, I don't know. Did we ever get shirtless <laughs> Picard? I don't think so. Sadly,
1: no. They, the the next gen was totally setting up Riker to be the new Kirk.
2: That's true. You That's know,
1: true. early on he was like you know, kind of the womanizing, you know, kind of braggart sort of thing, right? Which which I will uh, I will note here. That uh, you know the kind of stereotypes that we have of of Captain Kirk, with you know Shatner doing the overly dramatic pauses and the whole uh, just you know the the womanizing and everything like that. That doesn't really show up until like the second and third season. Mm. First oh. first season of Star Trek, uh, you know Shatner plays Kirk pretty straight. Yeah, you know he he's, he doesn't become the kind of caricature that we sort of uh, associate with Kirk until uh, a little later in the show. Uh,
0: Bones is monitoring Kirk. Um, Uh As he gets up, Kirk notices the alert. He calls the bridge and Spock shows him the glowing cube. Bones had noticed the alert, but he wanted to finish the physical first.
1: Yeah. Bones is a doctor. Uh, You know, that's, that's his duty. He takes it seriously. I'm gonna throw this in real quick if I may. This is just this is for Cody. A lot of a lot of the original series is really about the interaction between Kirk and Spock and McCoy. Those three are the the main characters, and really the crux of the entire series is their friendship, even when they find themselves at odds with each other. So that like this this scene right here with with you know seemingly Know, meaningless to the plot scene of Kirk, uh, and McCoy just kind of talking to each other and, you know, having a little bit of conflict over the, uh, the, the alerting of the alert. Right. Uh, is, is, it's, you know, it's, it's character building for, for right, those two. Right. I mean, yeah, there was that in TNG too.
2: I mean, it's not like just oh, straight, yeah. like plot, you know, move forward right, now, right, right. you know, which is, which is fine. But yeah, it um... It's funny the uh, cube doesn't seem all that urgent to Kirk at first. Well, Kirk
1: is. That, Kirk know. finds it urgent. It's Bones who doesn't. Oh, that's it. right. Yeah. Bones doesn't really. Yeah, that's right. Bones. Bones has been around the universe once or twice. He knows when. Uh, he knows when he can just kind of relax a little bit. <laughs> and floating, spinning <laughs> cube. Doctor. Who gives a crap? He just wants to see Kirk sweat. Exactly, and you don't. <laughs> I'm looking also- at this. Sorry, go ahead, Phil. I'm I'm sorry. I was just... (laughs) When Kirk is going up to the bridge, he's in the elevator talking to Spock about the situation. And Spock's just kind of like, yeah, it's not really doing anything right now. And Kirk's like, oh, okay, I'm going to go change then. Because Kirk was... He was all set to walk onto the bridge all sweaty and shirtless. Yep. He does not (laughs) care. He's just, you know what? Everyone needs to see this. That's right. I don't mind. Take a look at my sweating... Yeah.
2: <laughs> but go on. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sweating glorious bod. No, I was just going to say yep. it's actually really funny. Um the IMDb page for this episode, there's three pictures and the only actual frame from the show is shirtless Kirk with the sideways Stairmaster. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, outstanding. See even they know that's, that's the uh, most
2: important scene of the episode. Exactly. So, yep. Take that is, as it's. Everything. take that as you will. oh man so kirk is
0: he went to his quarters because it's not that urgent he's gonna change his clothes Uh, on the bridge spock and bailey chat Uh, bailey says that just because he raised his voice doesn't mean that he was scared he's just human and has an adrenal gland uh spock remarks that that sounds inconvenient (laughs) and that bailey should consider having it removed which makes sulu crack up
1: Sulu knows what's up. See, it's that's a whenever Spock gets uh snippy with the humans, it's always amusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I can see that. Uh in yes. Kirk's quarters, he finally puts on a shirt. He
2: calls Spock and gets oh, up speed. to speed. It's my least favorite part of the episode. Just uh <laughs> throwing it out there.
0: Uh Kirk enters the bridge. The situation remains unchanged. Uhura tells Kirk that hailing frequencies are still open, uh, but they can't talk to the cube. Uh, Kirk checks in with Bailey. The cube remains a constant 1,593 meters away. He checks in with Sulu. Each of the edges of the cube measures 107 meters, and the mass is a little under 11,000 metric tons. And finally, he checks in with Scotty, who has no idea.
1: Uh, Bailey (laughs) wants to blast it with phasers. Bailey is a tool. I don't know if you picked up on that already. Oh, you know what? I did actually. (laughs) Yeah. Bailey, uh, seems a little panicky for bridge work. Uh,
0: there's another captain's log. Stardate 1513.8. There are no habitable planets nearby and the cube's origin remains unknown. The Enterprise has been stuck for 18 hours, and everyone is exhausted. Uh The senior officers are in a meeting. Spock offers some suggestions. The cube might be a space buoy or flypaper. Kirk speaks (laughs) to Bailey, who immediately starts ordering the phasers to be primed, but Kirk countermands that order. Uh, instead, he wants Bailey, the navigator, to plot a spiral course away from the cube.
1: Yeah, Bailey is real jumpy. Yeah. <laughs> trying to trying to get the phasers going without the captain even telling them. Yeah, he was just
0: like, Mr. Like, Bailey, and then Bailey's like, get the phasers ready.
1: Yeah. It's like, do you want a guy that quick on the trigger sitting at the uh, controls there? I don't know. Seems like a bad idea to me.
0: Uh, On the bridge, Bailey has plotted in a course, and Sulu gets the ship moving, but the cube still follows them. Uh, Spock tells Kirk that the radiation from the short end of the spectrum is increasing, and Kirk orders a full stop. The cube gets closer, and the radiation increases. Uh, The cube is spinning faster and faster, so, uh, Enterprise goes to warp speed and the radiation starts entering the lethal zone. The cube is even closer and Kirk tells the phaser crews to stand ready. As the cube gets closer and the radiation gets worse, Kirk orders a phaser lock. They fire and the whole ship shakes. Uh, Bailey is a little slow on the draw there
1: though. So he's after all that talk. Yeah. All oh, that swagger. He couldn't pull the trigger. He was so gung ho to use those phasers. Yep. Yeah, nope. And he failed. Yeah, Bailey's like kind of. failure.
0: Bailey kind of sucks.
1: More like a bailer. <laughs> Bail out. Oh. He bailed. He bailied out. <laughs> There's a captain's log. Stardate
0: 1514.0. The cube has been destroyed. Kirk needs to decide whether they keep going on their course or turn back. And uh, Kirk asks Spock to speculate on what they'll find if they continue onwards. Uh, logically, the life form that sent out the cube would be out there. So uh, Kirk reminds Spock that their mission is to seek out alien life. So they head forward. Um, yes. Kirk orders Bailey and Sulu to run simulations because they were too slow. Uh, as they're in the turbo lift, though, uh, Bones tells Kirk that uh, his men are too tired. Bones is especially worried that Bailey might have been promoted too fast. Uh, Kirk is confident in him, but Bones argues it's because he sees himself from 11 years ago in Bailey. In Kirk's quarters, Bones and Kirk are having drinks. Um... Spot calls and tells them that the exercise rating was ninety-four percent, but Kirk wants a hundred. Uh Bones thinks he's pushing the crew too hard. Uh suddenly yeoman Janice Rand enters with some food for Kirk.
1: Woo! Yeoman Rand.
0: <laughs> this food Rand is awesome. This food is a salad. Uh yeah. <laughs> getting too fat. Uh, Kirk is irritated by the salad and by the fact that he
1: was assigned a female yeoman. Uh, We get a little 1960s sexism in this scene. Yes. Yes, we we do. do.
0: (laughs) Uh,
1: Bones asks Uh, Kirk, what's the matter, Jim? Don't you trust yourself? There we go. (laughs) Men cannot control themselves around the sexy ladies. (laughs) Terrible. And that yeoman Rand. Well, that's, you know, was not it was the 60s, man. It was the 60s, man. It was man. the 60s.
2: It's true. Even Different futuristic time. space captains couldn't control themselves. That's right.
0: Uh, Sulu's voice is on the loudspeaker telling everyone to get to battle stations, and it is not a drill. Kirk calls the bridge, and Spock tells him that a significantly larger object is approaching.
1: Mm. you know what that significantly larger object is what's that your mom your dang yes uh... yes it was you jumped right on it but you're right <laughs> this is your is your mom on the bridge there's <laughs> nothing on screen yet <laughs>
0: But Spock says that the object is metallic, like the cube, but has a much greater energy reading. Uh, The object comes into view. It's a glowing yellow sphere. Uh, Suddenly, the Enterprise is caught in a tractor beam. Uh, This time, Kirk isn't messing around. He orders the phaser crews to stand ready right away. The object is a sphere comprised of many smaller spheres. The mass reading is off the scale and the big sphere is about a mile in diameter. Kirk hails the sphere. Uh, Bailey gets a message over his navigation feed. It's Balak, uh, commander of the flagship Viserys
2: of the First Federation. Like a Scooby-Doo villain, by the way. We haven't seen Balak yet. We just heard Balak. Okay, well, he sounds like a Scooby-Doo villain, too.
0: This is not to be confused with Jolene and Blaylock, who plays T'Pol on Enterprise. Oh, look at you! Uh, not, not bad. The fact that the Enterprise ignored and then destroyed the warning buoy, the cube, uh, demonstrates that they're not peaceful. When Kirk tries to explain why they destroyed the cube to Balak, the Enterprise gets hit by a strong sensor probe. Uh, Balak says that there'll be no more communication and that the enterprise will be destroyed. If there's any slightly hostile move, Kirk orders Bailey to launch the recorder markers so that they can warn other earth ships. Uh, Bailey's zoned out. He's really focused on this giant sphere. Uh, eventually he does launch the marker, however, but Balak destroys it and determines that the enterprise must also be destroyed. He gives the crew 10 minutes to pray to their deity or deities. Uh, Kirk makes a speech to the crew to calm them down. He then hails Bellic. He offers to return from whence they came as a gesture of goodwill. Uh, A weird humming sound starts up. Kirk orders them to go forward at warp one, but all the engines and weapon systems are dead.
1: Oh, man. Sounds like trouble.
0: Yeah. Raising the
1: stakes.
2: Uh, I don't remember anything about beef. Spock
0: has managed to find (sighs) a way to see who's talking. And he puts on the view screen. Yes. Balak is a creepy blue skin alien with a huge head. There you go. There's your Scooby-Doo villain. All
2: right. Now, yes, he looks very much like a Scooby-Doo
1: villain. Uh, Bailey... Worth noting that the picture does not come in very clear.
2: Yes. Ah, yes.
1: Yes.
0: Uh, Bailey starts freaking out due to their impending demise, and Kirk has bones escort Bailey to his quarters. Kirk Mm -hmm. hails Balak again. He tells him that the buoy was emitting harmful radiation, so they had to destroy it. The humming sound starts up again, and Balak says they have only seven minutes left.
1: 7 of the earth time measurements known as minutes. <laughs> yes, that is correct. Yes. 7 well. earth minutes.
0: On the bridge, Sulu is still counting down. They have 4 minutes left. Uh Kirk seeks Spock's guidance. Uh Spock says that if this is chess, they're in checkmate and he cannot find any other logical alternative. Bones enters the bridge and whispers to Kirk that he overworked Bailey. Uh, Balak says they have three minutes left. Kirk figures out that they're not playing chess, but they're playing poker. Yeah. He hails Balak. He tells them that every Earth ship has an undocumented material known as corbomite on it.
1: Oh, this is it. This is the the classic corbonite maneuver. Yeah. Kirk's about to pull off here. I mean, everyone knows about the Corbomite maneuver. Precisely, old chum.
0: (laughs) Uh, Corbomite is a material that prevents attacks because it can reverse any destructive energy onto its attacker with equal force. So says Kirk. Yeah, I mean, like I said, everyone knows about
2: Corbomite. Oh, yes, yes, of course.
0: Yep. Uh, Spock doesn't think it worked, but he admits that it was well played. Uh, and he comments that Balak reminds him of his father um uh, Sulu checks the countdown timer. Well, there's one minute left. uh Bailey enters the bridge and he goes back to his station. The timer reaches zero and nothing happens and uh Spock is interested in this game called Poker now. <laughs>
1: And what do they play all the time in next gen? Uh, huh? Poker. Yeah, I was trying to think they of something funnier. Poker. It's all canon. They also play space. And chess. ever since that day, ever since that day, they played poker on the Enterprise.
2: That's right. Really? They, Just saying. Do they play it on in the original
1: series as well? No, not really. Oh, okay. I was just... I was just... You were man. lying. I was being cute. Yeah, well, you are. You are pretty cute. Aw, thank you.
0: <laughs> Balak hails the Enterprise and tells them that they will not destroy the ship. If they are proof of the Corpomite device. Kirk makes them sweat for a bit before denying the request. Uh, Balak appears yeah. on the view screen again. He says that they still have to decide on whether to destroy the Enterprise or not. He then says that he'll demonstrate the power of his superiority. Uh, just then, Ran enters the bridge with some hot coffee. Oh, yeah. yeah. The power was out in the galley, but she used a phaser to heat it up. <laughs> That's right. It hey. was a multi-use tool. <laughs> Uh, A small ship comprised of gold orbs launches from the Viserys. The Viserys flies away, leaving the small ship behind. Balak says that he's bringing the Enterprise crew to a planet that is capable of sustaining human life and that they will be interned there while their ship is destroyed. The Enterprise's systems come back online, but they're held with a tractor beam. Alex says that any attempt to escape or to destroy the smaller ship will result in the instant destruction of the Enterprise, and so
1: they get towed by the smaller ship. It's a game of bluffs. I'm telling you, man. A game it's of In like,
0: uh, the game of like, bluffs, like... you win or you die. Exactly. That's right. Uh, Captain's Log, start at 1514.1. Kirk thinks that the tractor beam is putting a strain on Balak's ship, and he's waiting for him to slip up. And just like that, Balak does. Uh, Kirk orders a right angle course to shear away from Balak's ship. Uh, The ship is shaking, and the engines are overheating as they try to escape, but they do manage to break free. Yeah. Scotty wants to work on the engines, but they're not home free yet. Uh Uhura says that Balak is calling the Fasarius, saying that his engines are out and that his life systems are down. The signal was so weak that the mothership probably didn't hear it. Uh Kirk wants them to plot a course towards Balak's ship because he wants to save Balak. Because, after all, lives, alien lives, yes, but lives nonetheless
1: are at stake. <laughs> Kirk is a man of the Federation. Yes, he, he will- is. He will always do the right thing. Seems like we're uh, moving along
2: here pretty smoothly, pretty swiftly, because uh, in the show there is a fair amount of staring that goes on in between these plot points. Like just no, just staring. Like, <laughs> you know, every every sort of plot change, they show every crew member's face just like staring. Uh,
1: just, well, yeah. Look at this guy staring. Tension,
2: man. Look at this other guy staring. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just saying,
1: just saying, yeah, they're building uh, tension,
2: you know, you know, it's true. It's a lot <laughs> of tension to be built.
1: Uh,
0: Kirk heads out with Bones and Bailey. He wants Spock on the Enterprise just in case it's a trap. Uh, when they get to the transporter room, uh, Scotty tells them to hunch over because it's going to be cramped inside. And then he beams them over to Balak's ship. Uh, when they get on the ship, they come face-to-face with Balak, but they discover it's a puppet. It's like the Saw movie. Yeah.
2: What? I know. Do you want to play a game?
0: Yeah, I mean, Balak's all about Uh, playing uh,
2: the game. Exactly. Yeah. Balak's like a bald seven-year-old child. Okay, Uh, we're not at that part yet. Spoilers.
1: Spoiler (laughs) alert. Jeez.
0: Well, you revealed it. Yes, he's a he, take, he has the form of a small human child. Uh, he tells Not just they any did pretty small good. human child. Yes. No? Hmm?
1: That's true. They did pretty good what?
2: I oh, was just going to say, they did a really good job uh, syncing up uh, his voice to the child's actual, <laughs> uh, yes. you know.
0: No, I mean, that's <laughs> the way uh, Clint Howard talks.
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's little baby Clint Howard. Yep. <laughs> little baby Clint Howard. Still looking a little creepy even as a kid. (laughs) So he's perfect for this role. Precisely. And, yeah, they have an adult uh, dubbing over his voice just to make him sound extra weird. Mm -hmm. And he's all like, ah, it was good to test you. Come, (laughs) sit, drink, be merry. He's sounding a little like Bane. And then, Uh, then I guess I am.
2: And then Kirk is like, "Yeah, take this, take this screw up guy. You can, you can live here for a while."
0: Yeah, yeah. Hey, Balak gives him Tranya excuse. some drinks, and uh, he tells him yeah. that he's the puppet because they never would have been frightened by his real form. Uh, the distress call was all part of a test. There's no this crew. This even
1: my final form.
0: It's true. <laughs> uh, Balak runs everything from the smaller ship, and he misses having company. He would like a member of the Enterprise crew to be his sidekick in order to exchange information. Mm -hmm. And Kirk looks to Bailey, and Bailey volunteers with a smile.
2: Kirk's like, get out of here, you (laughs) loser. You screwed up. We don't care about you. He's like, (laughs) oh, yeah. a win-win. I'm totally going to come back for you. Not. (laughs) Hey, Bailey seems excited about this. Bailey's like, yeah, I get to spend all my time with, like, this six-year-old guy who's actually... Probably hundreds of years old and kind of creepy.
1: Yeah. Bailey gets to uh, feel like he has some actual responsibility and Kirk uh, gets uh, a weak uh, crew member off of his bridge. It's a win-win. Every Everyone wins. Everyone <laughs> wins.
0: Yeah, it's like when uh, Wesley left the ship to hang
2: out the Traveler. <laughs> yeah, that was just creepy. Everyone that wins. That was just creepy. Yep, Yeah, the Traveler exactly. is the real winner there. He was like, Oh, yeah, Wesley. Come oh on down. Goodness. What? We'll travel the universe together. Don't interfere. Oh, my. We're oh going to go behind these space bushes.
0: I don't want to hear about your fan I'm
2: <laughs> 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 uh, saying, man. Happened in the show. That, that was... Real script right there.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> Bailey, Bailey leaves the ship and he goes with Balak. And then Balak yes. shows the way team around his ship. And that's, and he says that he and Kirk are very much alike. Both men are proud yep. of their ships.
1: Yep. That's it. There it is. Yeah. The Corbinite maneuver. That cob I might. All right. First, I want to
0: hear from the fan, Phil. Yes. What was it like yes. watching this episode
1: again? That's great. I I dig this episode. I know Cody's going to going to start ripping on to it because <laughs> of all the the slow pacing and such, but you know what I dig that sort of thing. I dig uh how tactical uh the uh attempts to evade the cube were. I dig all the kind of diplomatic uh attempts that Kirk and the crew made to sort of figure out what was going on and try and resolve the situation peacefully. And I really dug the whole uh, poker analogy. Uh, I liked all the the bluffs and the counter bluffs. And I, I you know, the moment where Kirk uh, makes up the the bit about the Corbinite and then when he is told to offer proof, and he does the let him sweat for a um, little bit here, and then just a the, request denied, and cuts the signal off. I was just like, Yeah, that's cool. I like that. I like Turk taking charge of the situation, because they were, you know, they, they spent hours and hours being at the, you know, the mercy of the ship, and now he's finally saying, you know what? Enough's enough. Let's start calling our own bluffs. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fun. And then the ending is great because it's just so out of left field and ridiculous and maybe Quint <laughs> Howard is fantastic. And it led to a really funny parody on Mr. Show. <laughs> 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 so. Yeah. For me, it so,
2: was great yeah.
0: to revisit the uh, original series crew. Um, you really get to mm-hmm. see Kirk and his element and Kirk being awesome. Uh, I've been watching a lot yes. of enterprise as part of Trek Trek and Archer is not my favorite character, but, uh, Kirk is really great.
1: Yeah. Um, it he definitely
0: is. This episode kind of had a almost Twilight Zone feel, uh, with Ooh. the reveal. Yeah, it did. I see that? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, okay. Now, yeah. now we'll get to the, the
2: modern day hater, <laughs> modern day hater <laughs> millennial kid, right? <laughs> Yeah. Well, okay. So you know what? I completely agree with what Phil. All of what Phil said. I mean, you know, it. You don't um, have to suck up to me, buddy. No, no. I'm I'm, okay. I'm being honest there. You know, like all the, all the parts that you said you liked best. That was like how I felt too. You know, like I. You know, the pacing was slow, especially at first. But, like, once it started getting into sort of like that bluff game, you know, like then it definitely. Um, you know, I got those like Star Trek. I got that good old Star Trek excitement, right? Um, right. You know, like the the tension building, and uh, you know, Kirk sort of having his master plan. You know, sort of calculated out in his head. Um, you know, the poker analogy was great. So i I totally, you know i I got that first taste of uh, you know how original Star Trek really, you know, was, um, Mm. it's, it, you know, where, where TNG got its inspiration from. Um, I I could see a lot of this, a similar sort of plot structure to the episode. Um, you know, just, just in how the momentum Hmm. and the, um, reveal, you know, just how things progressed. I could, I could definitely see where the other Star Treks have, you know, how it sort of began that whole, um, that whole way of doing, you know, a show. Um, but yeah, I mean, the pacing was slow. You know, it, it's definitely a show of its time. You can, I, I can absolutely tell, but, um, you know, I, I mean, after watching it, I'm, I'm definitely more, you know, excited to continue watching more Classic Trek. Um, and I definitely can see how the show was good for its time. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I haven't seen, of course, the, uh, low budget space effects, but, uh, I mean, you know, that's, that's not necessary to enjoying the show. And I mean, even with TNG, part of my favorite part of, uh, the show is, you know, sort of the crew interaction and how scenarios are played out. Um, so, I mean, all in all, I'm, I was definitely pleased with the episode, but um, you know, there was definitely parts, especially when they were doing the sort of the cube um, with the cube, you know, uh, just constantly panning back to the to the cast member spaces and then to the cube and then the dunna dunna done done. It was show, how exhausted they were. The they were there for 18 yeah. hours. Was it really that yeah. long? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. then I guess like, you know, 18
1: minutes of it show time. It was real time. It's true. <laughs> it was it was done yeah. in real time for you. Right, right. So yeah. Cody, you know obviously you
0: know of these characters. Uh what did you think of seeing them in action?
2: Um I I enjoyed their banter. You know, I uh enjoyed like how we were saying, um I enjoyed uh, how uh you know the the how Spock and the human sort of uh differences come into play. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've only gotten my first taste, but I'm, I like what I've seen so far. Definitely.
1: Yeah. Spock, uh, is pretty much always great when, uh, when he's kind of talking about the differences between Vulcans and humans. And I will say that, uh, this episode, you didn't really get any, but, uh, Star Trek TOS is at his best uh when it's Kirk and Spock and Bones, the three of them kind of playing off each other, especially Spock and Bones. Yeah. Just because Bones Bones has a really great love hate relationship with Spock.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bones is, is uh, uh, you know, he's he sticks he's firm, you know, he stands firm on his
1: positions. Yeah. Yeah. Bones um, is one of my favorite uh characters in, in Trek uh you know, in all of Star Trek, so. Yeah. I really yeah, I like uh, him as a I, character.
2: I, yeah, I definitely liked him. Yeah. But, uh yeah, I mean, the banter between, you know, Spock and Kirk and just their interactions, I can tell, you know, I'm, I'm already pleased with it, so. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like once you get past sort of the lower end special effects, you know, it's like it's it's an older show, so when you go into it, you got to keep that in mind, but. You know, once you sort of get over the pacing issues, um, you really do start to see the beauty of the show. So I uh, oh, look at you. Well, it's true. You know, I mean, like I was saying, yeah, you know, yeah. like the the buildup, I, I wasn't really feeling it with the uh, cube, you know, at first. But especially once yeah, they got into that, that whole the whole poker analogy, uh, right. they sort of got into it uh, with what's his name? Balor, you said Balak Balak. That's right. Or Balak, yeah. depending on who's saying it. Baylock um, yeah Alec, that's right <laughs> that's true yeah, but yeah once you get into sort of the poker analogy and just like sort of the mind games with them, yeah know, I, I had a, no the
1: pace definitely I picks was actually up once into the episode yeah, yeah once the cube is destroyed and the actual ship shows up, the episode definitely picks up yeah,
2: yeah yeah it was also interesting seeing uh you know it's just like well, just blow it up, you know. Nothing else to do, you know? <laughs> well, they hey, tried well, everything. It, it
1: was, yeah, they tried everything, and it was, uh, radiation was killing them. It's true. So it was, it was, we try blowing that up, or we all die. Yeah, that's true. It was the, your final option. I mean, from the get-go,
2: Worf, you know, if Worf was on this show, he would have been screaming, like, Fire the Photon Torpedoes! Well, that's what you had Bailey you know. there trying to do the whole time. Well, yeah, but he then he just pussed out at the end, so, you know. I mean if this was warf it would have been like follow through like from minute 2 you know It's a different so, show. Yeah. Different characters. Different different show, different time. Well.
0: So I mean so Cody you excited to continue along this journey of original
2: series? I think uh I think I'm ready to boldly go, Justin. Good to hear. But you know Excellent. no warf.
0: So Sadly, uh, yeah. So, Phil, this was on your list <laughs> yeah. of must see original series. Uh, it was. Why, why is that?
1: Uh, just because, you know, for a lot of the reasons that I stated about, uh, liking the, the episode, just, uh, because it does have a, a really nice game of, uh, brains over brawn. A uh, really good example of Kirk as a, a negotiator, which is uh, a big crux of the series. And because it has baby Clint Howard and it's amusing and creepy. Yeah.
2: Uh, Definitely creepy.
1: You know. Yeah. The, uh, the
0: puppet, the Bellic puppet is very iconic too.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, they end up, you, you, they use that still image of him. Uh, in the closing credits, a lot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I remember uh, uh, that...
0: when I was younger watching this show, and I would sit through the credits. I'd be freaked out every time it showed up. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yep, <laughs> exactly. It's a creepy puppet, man. Yeah, it really is.
0: Yep. Uh, yeah, I think that's a show. This, uh, this miniseries will be a kind of semi-regular thing. Every once in a while, we'll come together and talk about a classic episode. Um. Thanks for joining me, Cody.
2: Happy to do so.
0: Uh, thanks for joining me, Phil. Of course. And thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you later.